break the word of God and to examine it and scrutinize it. Let's armor ourselves in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that Holy Spirit, that you're taking over, Father, as a teacher, as a God, as an instructor. You will lead and guide us into all truth that concerns you in advancing your kingdom. We thank you that an enemy is sound. Father, we thank you all his devices and schemes to interrupt, Father, the move of your spirit upon your people's lives has been bored and known in the name of Jesus. Now we go forth fully armored and clothed in prayer, ready to receive and act upon the engrafted word of God that's able to change our life in an instant as we obey Oh, isn't he wonderful? <laughs> Jesus. Prophetic. Clean hands. Minstrel. Amen. As you were all playing and singing, and, and it was to come in, come on in. That was a prophetic end time call from my creator. That was an end time cry to come on in. We don't realize when the Holy Spirit speaks, we can't confirm a lot of time when he's really speaking. And this is why I really want to teach this topic today. And also with what happened last weekend for the three days that we're here, that last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we had the spirit of prophecy strongly manifested in our house. Amen? Amen? But I want you to understand what prophecy is and what is a prophet. My God would not have you to be ignorant. God has made me so that I'm a person of order and structure. And a lot of times when the spirit moves, there can, because we move in our emotions sometimes, we can move and be out of order. Or we, when I say out of order, we can't perceive what the spirit is really saying. Amen? So I want, I want to ensure you understood or understand your experience that you thought you had last weekend. Okay, you had an experience. Uh, there was words and things prophesied over your life, but I want you to understand the experience. Amen. I don't want you to ever be deceived and knowing when God speaks and when He doesn't speak. A lot of times, because of how we have grown up, we have now kind of devalue a prophet. Because we have so many false prophets and teachers. And the word of God has warned us of that. Yes? You can talk to me. So I've come here to really take you in deeper when it comes to prophecy and a prophet. The spirit of prophecy for a title 
It's the greatest misunderstood gift, which its main purpose is to bring you to a higher calling of life, a higher order of life. It's to bring you up, Darius. Prophecy is to help build you up into the word of God. He said, and what he said became prophecy fulfilled. God, he said, listen, people of God, he said, and what he said became. I'm do this the same as the, the deity of God to the person. I have to go slow on this because this can be a, a little complex. I want us to, to now silence the carnal, fleshly part of us and awaken the spirit, the inner man. Amen. He said, Fredlina, and it became what he said. Prophecy fulfilled. He said, I will create man in my image. And he became man. He said it with words. The words that he said was prophecy. This is why he can't lie. He said what already was. He, and it had to become what he said. The word of God is no longer a written word. It is a literature that is a fulfilled prophecy. When you read the word of God, it is a literature be that is fulfilled prophecy. The word sending, when you read it, it's already fulfilled. You're in past, you're in the past when you read the word because it's already fulfilled. You don't have to wait on the word to do. It has already done. It's already. This is why really our prayer should always be an everlasting mom prayer of thanksgiving. If we understood that the word is already a fulfilled prophecy already written out. It's in the past. So when you Read it, Darius. It's already done. You're not reading or trying to believe it for it to come to pass. It has already been fulfilled. We're talking about the spirit of prophecy. When the spirit of prophecy spoke, it became. So we shouldn't despise prophecy. We should test prophecy. Try every spirit by the spirit and see if it's of God. But you have to be filled with his spirit to do that. Only way. But initially what we normally do, we despise prophecy. i tell you why we do. Because we don't walk, continue being filled with the spirit. He said, be filled, be being filled with my spirit. So when you hear prophecy, initially you despise it because... You don't even, you're not even trying to test it, you're automatically saying, mm, mm, kind of feeling some kind of way about prophecy. 
because you've seen so many false prophets. God is still using prophetic voice to speak to his people. He is still using the prophetic voice in Psalms and messages and sermons. So when you hear the word of God, as you're hearing it now, you're hearing, Pastor, the fulfilled prophecy in the sermon. Mm -hmm. You're always getting prophecy, but you don't realize that. If you always knew that something was always completed, why do you put any work to it? Simply say thank you. That's why he requires that which is past. That's right. Mm -hmm. Every time you open the word of God for you, it should be a hallelujah. Amen. Because what I'm getting ready to say is already done. Dre, it's already, it's already finished. I, I just need to say so it manifests because it's already done in heaven. I need it now just to manifest. I need to just say the prophecy. It's already done in heaven. I need to say this is why he says, speak the word only, not your words, which is filled with doubt. He says, speak the word only. Speak Jesus only. Not your words. The speak word. the word only. What came in flesh and manifests himself, he says, speak that only. Speak a finished works only. What we are speaking is our emotions. You're speaking your emotions. A prophet, why they have been overlooked pastors, because there's very few of them. Because they, they have to have a, the character of God to match the gift. They have to have the character of God to match the gift. That's a strong prophetic gift. The prophet actually has an immediate, intimate intercourse with God. Do you hear me? An immediate, intimate intercourse with God. Apostle Paul spoke to the church in Corinth to speak. He spoke earnestly about, not only about tongues, but he spoke about prophesying. On four different occasions, he spoke about prophesying and also speaking in tongues together. That's in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14. Prophecy is this. To put forth words abundantly from God's mind and by God's spirit. You're able to do that. You're able to prophesy. You're able to put forth abundantly the mind of God by his spirit. Can you even grasp upon that? You're, you're able to do that. Jackie, you're able to put forth the mind of God by his spirit in your life. Bypassing your mind, but the mind of God by the Holy Spirit. We're going to walk through here slowly. Prophecy is to proclaim the mind of God about what God knows. Can you, can you just imagine? You can proclaim, David, God's mind. You can speak what's on God's mind. The one that created the universe. You can actually... Tap into that, and you can speak what is not to be to be. You, you're able to do that, Pastor. But the enemy would have you to be tuned in to him. Yep. As the Pastor was saying, who told you you couldn't have your own business? 
Who told you that this is it? And why are you listening? Because that's not the mind of God. Talks about the future, the past, the present. Word of knowledge is this. It's that what exists now. Word of knowledge. You can have a person to speak to you or you're able to do it to speak a word of knowledge. That means that what's existing and going on with you right now. But revelation is that to come. And it's still mind-boggling how you can speak what's going on right now, word of knowledge, about what's in the person's mind. It's the heart of the person, what you're holding, James, in your heart. A word of knowledge will allow you to do that. And God has given us these gifts so that you can be in touch with the person's infirmities, what they're going through, so you can connect with the person. But you have to believe that. You have to believe that you are a spirit that's able to actually take part of the mind of Christ by his spirit and speak his mind. That's right. In the Old Testament, the prophet was considered to be a seer. It means to tell, to speak, to show. And think about your experience on any of those days last weekend. You know, prophet Manly, she did, was she able to, to speak and to to show and to make known your thoughts, what you are holding in your heart, your thoughts, a house in your heart. A prophet does this. They're known to shine. Shine means they're known to expose. Prophet shines light in those dark areas of your heart. This is why you fear a prophet normally. A true prophet, you fear because they're able to shine burden in your life. And they're able to also shine into your life of areas that you didn't even see, Brian. Sometimes we don't even want to see. Because you know what? Certain things about our life, we have decided to be about our life. But the prophet comes to make things clear for Elena. Come to help really make the crooked things straight and you thought you were going the right way. And with the right people. A prophet does this. Disturb your mind. Prophet possesses the ability to see in a spiritual domain, receive dreams, vision. So when Prophet Manley was here, what she was having was open visions. She was having an open vision. The more she saw, the more she saw. And I'm like, are you ever going to stop seeing? They're able to receive these dreams and visions and revelation from God, hidden things, even hidden from you, and hidden things that you still don't even agree with. Some of us, you still said, that won't, mm-mm, that won't. I mean, she was somewhat on it, but that won't it. It was hidden from you. You don't know. It was hidden. You didn't even know it was there. I ain't doing that. Oh, I'm sure you didn't think you did because it's hidden from you. God used this person to serve as a conduit to transmit spiritual realities to you, spiritual realities that you can't see. They bring you into focus with spiritual reality while you're still looking at your natural reality. That's why you don't agree. But this is why we don't agree, pastors, because we're still seeing the natural reality, and you can't see the spiritual reality. This is why God has given us these gifts to the body. Amen? Amen. And thank God that he has, that he loves us so much that he would do that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's clap. I just think... Um, Prophet's man, again, how she really was able to see 
and speak into your life and give instruction and direction. Amen. I pray that you are prayerful about it. And even after this teaching, you really get more clarity about what you actually experience. Foundation, one of our foundation scriptures is 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. And it's a complete Jewish Bible. I have that here. And it says, but brothers, I do not want you to go on being ignorant about the things of the Spirit. This is my whole premise of this teaching. I don't want you to go on ignorant about the things of the Spirit. I want you to fully understand the things of the Spirit. Because when it comes to prophecy, there is a temporary prophecy which deals with gifts, that which is in uh, Corinthians 12. Uh, it deals with gifts as such as healing and gifts of healing, gift of knowledge of the Word of God, miracles. Um, you could go on, uh, gift of giving, uh, gift of faith, gift of prophecy. But it's not the permanent gift of the fivefold. And we're going to get into that as well. Gifts of tongues, gift of interpretation of tongues. So these are, for some people, these are temporary gifts. These are as God will. Mm-hmm. As he sees circumstantial and when he feels that you need this particular gift. Not as you will. The manifestation of the Spirit are given according to the Spirit will. Like I said, that's in 12. John 16 kind of speaks about Holy Spirit's role. And this is what Jesus said will happen when the Holy Spirit comes. I want you to understand when he said this. He said, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. The Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. But you have to know what truth is. You have to know how to discern truth. Is this of God? You need to be able to discern what is of God and what's not of God. You need to. This is why he said, I, you should not only desire to have a gift, but you should pray for gifts. You mm. should pray for ministries of gifts. Mm. Plural. Gifts. And, you know, no, I'm feeling like Lord want me. He want me to interpret tongues. No, he said, you should pray for gifts. You should desire multiple gifts. Don't be acting like, oh, I'm all so humble. No, Lord, I'm, I'm good. No, you're not good. He said you need to desire because I need you to have these gifts right. to perfect the body. He needs to use you. Amen. And they're going to help lead you and guide you to all truth that concerns you. You'll be capable of knowing things by the Holy Spirit. By the, you're going to know things that you don't even, you didn't go to school for. Divine, spiritual intellect, insight, wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, divine wisdom. Amen. Prime example, my father, before his passing, he, was, he only reached a third grade education. This is how you know that the word is so true, that he had to possess divine wisdom. None of his children ever knew that he didn't graduate. He owned his own corporation. And he was able to be in meeting, board meetings, and business meetings. And he, he, I remember having this huge stack of his corporate um, paperwork with the seal on it. He's going through it. But somehow he was able to understand all of this and had not even really completed probably the third grade. I'm like, how do you get on the interstate? How do you travel? How do you do that? And, how do you do that? 
naturally, how do you naturally how do you do that, Mom? That would be a difficult thing, right? Because I know you're a teacher. That's divine wisdom. How do you do that? Insight from Holy Spirit. Amen. And he will show you things to come. My grandmother as well. How you never complete school, but you can read the Bible. What is that? Our foundation scripture, Ephesians 4.11, New Living Translation. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will be no longer immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, not men gave to the church. Not if someone just appoint you to be in a certain office. He said, these are the gifts that I have given to the church. Pastor, I've learned that the pastor and teacher work together. That's right. It's good to know you're in order. The pastor and teacher work together to help the people to develop and grow in the spirit of God. That's their mission that they're called to do. The evangelist Darius will die if he don't get souls. Cindy, the evangelist dies if she doesn't get souls. The pastor dies if he doesn't get the sheep. He needs the sheep for his mission. He needs the sheep for, for what God has called him to do. Pastor, do you understand, Darius, how important it is to your life? It means that things around you, what you have your hands on dies because you're not being fulfilled because you're not fulfilling your call. That's I need right. souls. That's right. Don't need a house. Don't need a car. I, see, those are going to come because I'm seeking the kingdom. I need souls mm-hmm. else I die. The evangelist. Mm-hmm. The pastor and the teacher have to work Together. alongside each other, Fee, to develop you all, to ensure you grow. The teacher is to find the things that you're at fault and not doing right. I mock up your test. That's what I do. Witness is just why do you have to make it so big and read it? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate when the teacher do that? I mean, why is it so big? Everybody else can see it when you give me the grade. <laughs> but the pastor is not, the shepherd is not called to do that. Matter of fact, he doesn't see the fault unless the teacher bring it up. And he says, oh, that's all right. You know, that's just bring him here. You know, I want to talk to him. You know, I didn't see Jay Wish. I'm like, I don't know. Well, you should know. But see, that's the shepherd working along with the teacher. The love that he has for the sheep is in a different category all its own. But that's what fuels the teacher, the need of a student to be developed. The most challenged student, even though I give you a hard time, is what fuel me to give you more. Amen. 
Amen. And I only do it because I love you. And of course, when you we're being chastised, we've been corrected. We can never sense love. Mm-mm. Show me another way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Is there another? I look for another. <laughs> show me. Show me another way. <laughs> I love what it says here in verse sixteen. It says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Yeah. yeah. He makes. Mm. So it means that a lot of times people are out of position, but he makes, and it's painful sometimes to get. You back in position. Amen. But it's not us that's doing it. God said he does it. He make you get back in position because he make you fit together properly like you should. So that you're working like you should. So the entire body moves together, learning together, growing together in love. So if there, I love what's happening with Walker Ministry is that we, we're not church. We're the family Of the most high God. We're a family. And I know you're not used to that. You're used to church. But this is not a church family. This is a family of the most high God. That cares enough that we would get out our bed. Whatever's going on. And I even asked Pastor. I said, wait a minute, Pastor. He was... He was, you know, down with the cold and, and, you know, just not feeling well. I said, why are you keep answering your phone? He said, Mommy said, I feel bad if I don't answer. I said, but you, you can't even hardly talk. Why don't you just, you know, turn the phone off so then you won't feel bad you didn't answer because it's not ringing. So he says, no. He said, if I, I don't answer the call, he said, it may be something really important, and I'll feel bad if something bad happened to them and I didn't answer their call. See, that's what a shepherd he does his still his time is still never his time. He's still always and you you still don't see you still don't see the magnitude of his sacrifice, of how much he laid down his life. And until you be in some type of and I know some of you are in leadership role, because everyone's a leader in your home as a older sibling, uh and you'll never understand until you have that responsibility of that type of leadership as to what that leader goes through. And even from Hebron where we attended that, and the first lady would speak, and she would see and speak about how her husband, the shepherd, often cried. He cried over the sheep because either he wanted them to, you know, do better than what they was doing. He just was so concerned and, and how it breaks the, the shepherd's heart because he has the heart of God. So he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And sometimes to do that, relationships that you most value has to be severed. You know why, Fee? Dre, you know why? Whitney? Because he needs suitable people to be together. It's not about who you thought you're supposed to be with, Fredlina, or who you thought you're supposed to marry. God says, who I put together. Let no man put us under who I put together. He said, see, this is, this is part of him putting everything fitly together. That's right. Okay, the union, who I put together. The covenant. Because it's about the kingdom. It's about advancing the kingdom. See, we're not going to understand the things that God, we're not going to understand the things that God do. Don't even try to wrap your hand around it. Simply become the prisoner of war, prisoner of God. And when you become a prisoner of God, you have no will except when he moves that you're, 
you, you, you just drag along with them wherever he said it go because you have ensured, Dave, that I don't go my own way, so I'm going to shackle myself and become a bond servant unto you. So wherever you move, I'm going to move. Whether I want to or not, because of my will, I done gave it over to you. And will you take me here? This, this is nowhere that I, that's familiar with me. This is nowhere I would go. But if you said go, I don't have no choice now to go because I'm shackled with you. I'm a bond servant now unto you. If you're willing. When you commit to be a servant, a bond servant unto the Lord, Al, mm. you have no other recourse except to go and do what he says do. We're talking about the fivefold ministry here and a permanent position in the fivefold ministry. Everyone is not called to be a prophet, but everyone can prophesy. Everyone can hear from God, and you as a believer should be hearing at some level. Every believer have the ability to hear from God. As soon as you do Romans 10, 9, you have the ability to hear from God that very day. Because guess what? You heard from him to do Romans 10, 9. Are y'all hearing from God? I mean, you're in a relationship. Should be. The prophet is an ethical teacher. Got to have ethics. You have to live a prophet. Trust me. I don't care. You're my sister, my mother, my brother, my dad. And I know how you're living. And you're not living according to God's will. You cannot speak God's word. I would not have invited her into this house. Not even you get up or myself. Or passive. We feel that we have unforgiveness. No, you, you can't see. This is the thing. We have to always walk in a repentant heart That's and right. be pure in your heart. Your heart has to be pure before God. You're not going to be deceived, and I'm not going to allow you to be deceived. Ethical. This is what we don't have in the body of Christ. No ethics. Do what you want to do and still proclaim the word of God. And this has caused many people to walk away and not return to God. Because the people of God have no ethics. Sad but true statement. Ethical teacher, a moral reformer, reforms us. And like I said, disturbs the mind. The person exposes sin and apostasy. Exposes sin. This is why I said Take in prayer, go before God and expose yourself. It's not good when somebody else expose you. <laughs> you expose yourself. Go in private and expose yourself before God. Please do. The prophet's always seeking to stir the people to live holy. They're always telling you, come out your sin, live, live clean. It's one thing to hear the voice of God. It's another thing for you to comply with what he's saying. When you do Romans 10, 9, you should count up the cost. That you have to give your life over to him. Give your will over to him. I'm going to have to do some things I don't want to do. First of all, I'm going to have to suffer. I'm going to have to suffer. I'm going to have to let go some people. That's the hardest thing for us. Because you know why? They become your idols. People. I'm going to have to let go some family. God, I told you about family. Yes. The body of Christ family. I'm about family. But I'm about the righteous family. This is why you should bid your natural family to come in. Because the word of God says, what does darkness have to do with light? doesn't say I can't be around them, but I should limit my time. You know why? A lot of times your environment can change you. Often would tell my family, they didn't quite understand sometimes, if you're having any event on the day of my worship, I'm not going to be there. 
and you couldn't understand it, could you, Cindy? If you can have, a, if you can get married, and they said, no, that's too much. No, no, you can have your wedding on a Saturday. You, you really could, if you wanted me there. But I'm sure I'm not, you know, one for the big event. It's your soon-to-be husband. Baby shower, if you can have that on a Sunday, I'm not going to be there. You know why? Because God, my creator, has said, this is your appointed time to be with me. And who are you for me to put my God in front of? But you don't value God like that. Think about it, Fredlina. Th- think about it, people of God. You go where you want to go and do what you want to do because you know why? You see high importance of it. It means something to you. But when it comes to the house of God, I can just blow him off. But God is calling us to a higher order of living. And you must, you are required to put him first. He put you first before his own life. And what a way not to pay him back by doing what you want to do, when you want to do it. Spirit of prophecy, I pray that the word of God has definitely enriched your life. I pray that you understand prophecy even more. I pray that you come back and hear the word of God. I I pray that when you see something and you can't discern it, don't speak on it. I pray if it doesn't pertain to you, ignore it. Unless you see something wrong, pray about it. I send out a warning today to the women of God. You have to come out of the attitude of a gossiping spirit. Not that you're gossiping. But the attitude, which is known in our nature to do that. Paul said, this is why he said, for the, for the woman to be quiet in the church. You know why? She was running her mouth. He said, wait till you get home if you have any questions to ask your husband. But now we have taken that to be a doctrine for women now not to teach. It's something about a person who cannot tame their tongue. Because that's what God came for. He came for the unruly tongue. He came to tame the tongue, and to do that, he gave you a new tongue, a new language to speak, a perfect tongue, a tongue of perfection, a tongue of love, a tongue of a learned person, a tongue of maturity. Amen.